Okay, so I listened to the Conjuring episode, guys. Uh, I have some thoughts. Wait, you weren't supposed to hear that. Oh. <laughs> Pretty awkward. This this is awkward, guys. Yikes. Um, I, I, just, I just think it's funny how I got so much grief on, on an episode where I can't even defend myself and for not watching The Conjuring, which, by the way, I have seen. I would like to state that. I have seen that movie. Noted. And, you know, life is busy. Work is hard. And then, later in that same episode, Walter is talking about how he, he can't watch Saw because he doesn't do gore. And I get that. Totally understand that. And and then Isaac goes, yeah, man, you got to take care of your mental health. And I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? These two. I was so mad, but also thought it was really funny, but mostly bad. But mostly mad. But mostly bad. I just yeah. I just wanted to, to put that out there um, that the, that was a thought I had while watching that episode. Hmm. So also, I hope you guys enjoyed me live texting you as i'm listening to it <laughs> yeah. i was just that, that's always I was fun just firing text messages at them <laughs> at walter and isaac while i was listening to the episode i was like this you guys are ridiculous <laughs> olivia this so, will probably make you feel better i was um i was gonna save this story for the our uh top 10 of the year episode because it's just really wild and we kind of rolled through it whenever it happened while walter and i were recording the conjuring but I right before Walter and I started my headphones broke like snapped at the top so I grabbed these out of my guitar case mm-hmm. they're wired a uh, quarter inch and or not quarter inch headphone and um and I like th- they have like really narrow tips and mm-hmm. <laughs> over time I kept like kind of pushing them in to be able to hear Walter a little bit better because there was like some other noise happening downstairs and the tip of the right bud got stuck in my ear, like really, really stop? deep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm no, sorry I'm to laugh. Fine, but, but, but I like, I got no, worried really to the funny. point where I was like, I can probably just, I've rolled with it for probably five or six minutes. And then oh, I, told I didn't know Walter, that. Yeah. I told Walter, I was like, Hey, can we pause? And I called down to, I texted Jess. I was like, can you bring tweezers up here? I have something stuck in my ear. <laughs> And she couldn't get it for like, we were trying for like probably no, five minutes. Yeah, y'all were gone for like five or six minutes. And she finally got it out, but she couldn't see it. It was like that deep. And so I was like, I have to be so careful with these things. Like they're going to accidentally get stuck in my ear. Again. That would be so stressful for real. Yeah. But also really funny. Really funny. <laughs> yeah. She oh my uh, conjured it out of my ear. Hey, you there you say. go. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She exercised yep. the rubber tip out of your ear. Yep. No, exactly. con- conjured is better. Never mind. Y- yeah, that's it, that's why exercise, I said conjured. It would have been really good if you guys had covered the exorcism. Yes, mm. that would have been really good. Next time. Next. That, okay. That was like that's like the tweet that's like, are there any other? Is orange it. the is orange the only other fruit that's named after a color? And someone's like <laughs> oh, yeah. starfruit. Starfruit, <laughs> so, close. so close. That's a that's shape. A shape. <laughs> <laughs> we just witnessed that happen. I'm really glad we can litigate, um, you know, each other's feelings about uh, dragging each other through the mud um, on following episodes. So maybe this is a little trend we can continue. I mean, I think it's just healthy. Yeah. yeah. 
we like at some point during each episode we need to like really insult at least one person and then, then we could follow up on that and then no one. it needs to it needs to be film related you know i don't think it has to be i, I think i think, I think that's some, dangerous at some random I think that's point dangerous territory i think at bud, some random point olivia and i should just start tearing into you for like two or three minutes and then we really just, just move on to the next topic hit on your insecurities yeah, yeah, yeah. as a person <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, like and just, bad things I did in college, <laughs> right? Yeah, things I don't even know about. I'm just making stuff yeah. up. <laughs> just, just gaslight, straight gaslight. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that's and, uh, it's a little intense. What does he say in Fantastic Mr. Fox? And he's like, this is getting a little personal. <laughs> and he like walks away. <laughs> oh, anyway, man. Um, well. We're covering vengeance today. We got we we only spent about five minutes on that preamble. So hey, I hope, great. I hope we didn't lose too many people. Yeah, yeah. Let's dive right in. <laughs> okay, let's that? dive right. Forty five <laughs> yeah. minutes later. Okay, let's dive right in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, no, man. we're doing it. Um, real quick, kind of context. We were gonna record this like, was it last week? I think it was two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? I think yeah. I watched it two weeks ago. Yeah. I watched I, yeah, it two weeks too. ago. My my Wi-Fi went out the night we were supposed to record it the first That's time. Right. And then, it was, then we were going to record it the next night, right? And yeah, then it was, and it was your still Wi-Fi out. was still out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I couldn't do it the night after that. So And then it was the weekend, and Walter was shooting a wedding, so we, we couldn't do it that weekend. So we were going to do it last Tuesday, and... We're recording this on Sunday. We we were gonna record it last Tuesday, and then I I kid you not, my power went out like thirty minutes before we like were supposed to start recording. Thirty minutes, yeah. <laughs> and Isaac was on death's door as well, and yeah, so I was like, it was the just... worst I've ever felt. And I was in Jefferson City, Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> the metropolis. I was in Missouri, if you might. There you go. One might say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephen King's Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> So it was, yeah, so we should have recorded this a while ago, but, like, you know. Like, this is the apocalypse now of podcast episodes in terms of, like, what's happened prior yeah. to getting yeah. it on air. So Yeah. But, hey, we're here. We're here. And we're going to talk we are about here. it, finally. Yeah. And this was, one, this was one that has been on our radar since it was announced, basically, because yeah. it is just so southern and... Texan it's like, and flyover yeah. country and it's quintessential flyover country is what yeah. that's the vibe. As soon as I first saw the trailer, I texted y'all and I was like, guys, like I this I think this was gonna be really good and yeah. we should definitely cover it when it comes out. Yes, that is yeah. exactly so. what Walter did, yeah. and yeah. I was like, absolutely, we should. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so this and, made... I, and then Isaac was like, I actually think that's gonna be terrible, <laughs> and I'm if y'all say this one more time, I'm I'm quitting this podcast. Yeah, and and he was just like, guys. <laughs> I am the leader yeah. of this thing. You is guys are gonna, stupid. Yeah, he had like be? a huge power trip. And also heard he cheated on his college girlfriend. Like it was like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, would you like to weigh in? To my knowledge, and- no cheating has ever happened from Isaac since. It's not what I heard. <laughs> he did not have sexual <laughs> relationships <laughs> with any women while I was... Just kidding. Um... <laughs> true story right, that, though that was, our, that was our gaslighting moment yeah true anyway. story though my freshman year i think i've told you this olivia my freshman year i was dating a girl who was a senior in high school and Ooh, her mom accused me to her that i was probably cheating on her 
Because you were mm. in college? Because I was in college. Like, there was no, it was, like, baseless evidence. Like that was it. Yep. Huh. That didn't, so that didn't work out? Well, you know, you know <laughs> how, like, um, Olivia would, like, I know you weren't in honors, but there were, there were a couple honors events that I wow. went to where Huge we had, like, group. Olivia just now. Uh, yeah. We had group. I'm just, I'm powering through y'all's <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> There were honors events where you take group pictures, and then there are ideal events where you take group pictures, and then yes. there's like there's I was just in those pictures with you. formals. Yeah, exactly. And she saw those pictures, and her mom was like, "I don't know," like, and I like had done nothing to indicate that I was like shady or mistrustful, mm-hmm. and and then she she ended up texting one of the girls that I was. I'll tell you who it is afterward, Olivia. Uh, but I can't then I wait. Went, I went to her room and she was like, "Yeah, your girlfriend is texting me." Like, and I was like, "Uh." And then <laughs> we broke up shortly thereafter. So, mm. uh, yeah, because I was like, I don't remember you dating a girl in that like freshman year. I don't remember you dating a girl who was in high school still. I remember you dated yeah. someone that, that was, was our Scott age. Pilgrim era. That was just Scott Pilgrim. You weren't a twenty-two-year-old though, so it feels true. feels better when you're. Yeah you know, a 19 or 18, 19 year old kid dating a senior. Since y'all are ripping me, I'm going to rip Walter a new one. Walter has not seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world. No, I still haven't. Walter, I feel like that would be very much. That's like a requirement to be our producer. Yeah. I was about to say, like, didn't this whole podcast start because y'all want to talk about Scott Pilgrim? Yes. Yes. We did seven episodes over Scott Pilgrim. You're in a band. (laughs) Yeah. I am, yeah. What does that have to do with... Scott Pilgrim he's, he's is in a, a band. band. The oh. entire plot of the movie is about a band. Oh, it's crazy how little I know about Scott Pilgrim. I, honestly, hey, well, I, think like yeah. I think that's better. I think it's better to I am go not in. anti-Scott Pilgrim. I'm, I, I will eventually watch it. Yeah. Right after, right after I watch Saw. <laughs> okay. You we can enjoy keep rolling. Scott Pilgrim very much more. Very much more? Much more. Very, very much more. Very, very much, much more. more. Very much more enjoyable. <laughs> um, All right, ten minutes what, in. Let's dive right in to vengeance. This this uh, intro is kind of like the intro to uh, vengeance, where you're like, "Oh, is this about relation? Is this movie about relationships? Is this movie and about John like, Mayer? Nope, it's about <laughs> America. Yeah, and how we're just disconnected." Yeah. So we other. should actually give it like a legit synopsis of this movie. A quick, yeah, yeah, I have yeah, it. Yeah. I have it up here if you want Great. me to. Go ahead, do it. Ben Manalowitz, a journalist and podcaster, travels from New York City to West Texas to investigate the death of a girl he was hooking up with. Yeah. That Great. about covers it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's do it. We, I feel like we should do this more often when we like start up an episode, but let's do a quick lightning round. Let's dive of, right in. I, well, I know. <laughs> I know y'all do like on uh, on Letterbox. It's a five star rating, but I want to do out of ten. Let's do a, a okay. quick ten star rating of this movie, starting with Isaac. Go. Uh, Lightning. Five. You give it a wow. five. Wow. Wait, that's a lot lower than I thought it would be. Okay, no, no. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Olivia, I'm, I'm not. Yours? I'm not interested, and I'm. I really am trying to be better about the real quick. Okay. I'm really trying to be better about like. Watching movies and not coming away with that's good or that's bad or the way they did this was good or the way they did this was bad. I'm just, I'm trying to like just go with my feeling mm-hmm. and then kind of 
especially on this podcast, like I don't want to be like, that's bad. The way that they did this was bad. I'm mm-hmm. going to try to frame things differently and I'm going to explain my, the feelings behind my five star mm-hmm. rating mm-hmm. five out of 10, two and a half. I don't understand why we can't just do letterbox ratings. Um, <laughs> Walter, <laughs> because five is too limiting. Right. But also I, I don't want you to be like, Oh my gosh, you didn't like it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. let's just, let's talk about it. So, so okay. five is is just median. It's a medium okay. level movie I, no, for you. I, I, no, I legitimately. I know that's medium, but I legitimately no, 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 thought no. that you would have rated it higher. Is all I'm saying. You assumed wrong. I guess I did. Okay, Olivia, hold on. What's yours? Uh, so I gave it a three and a half, which would make it a seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I would rate it highest out of all of us with an eight. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Okay. Solid. Okay. All right. All right. What do we want to talk about first specifically? I want to I want to talk about like one thing I I you know, I really I love BJ Novak. I yes. think he's a great performer. I mm-hmm. think he's a really great writer. He is very smart. I think the direction in this movie is very good for the most part. Um I really appreciate that he was trying to like blend several different genres, like mm-hmm. a like a murder mm-hmm. mystery slash whodunit, a procedural sort of like investigation, I guess, like mm-hmm. like drama, like a spotlight mm-hmm. sort of drama, sure. um, and kind of talking about it through the lens of like NPR journalism, which I think is fascinating. It's very mm-hmm. it's very much sort of like paying homage to journalists the way that the French dispatch does. Um, and I don't think it works, but I appreciate, like I was very interested watching it. Um, like Terry gross appears as like on the phone at one point, um, as you know, like the, this, she has a different name, but she's basically the Terry, like she's showing up as Terry gross and people are like, Oh my gosh, like she's on the phone right now. She loves the work you're doing down there. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think about like do you do y'all see this as like multiple genres or not really? Olivia, you go first. So yeah, no, I think it it's multiple genres. It feels very much like and, and a, comedy, obviously like a satirical comedy. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I would classify it as like a like yeah, satire over anything else which I think BJ Novak does really well is a uh, satire. But yeah, like I, I think I see it as this like whodunit murder mystery while also trying to capitalize on kind of the serial NPR podcast era. Cause that's what it feels like. Right. Is like he wants to have a serial esque podcast, which was, yeah. I think really De- they the say first... like dead white girl Issa Rae right. says that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, like it, Serial was such a, I think it was like really the first mainstream podcast that like everyone listened to, right? Like mm-hmm. lots of people were, were enthralled by it. And so you can see how different people have tried to like capitalize off of that very same concept, especially the idea of like a dead white girl, especially a pretty dead white girl, right? Like that's, I mean, how many true crime podcasts are there, right? Like. And so, yeah, so I think it's just, it's trying to capitalize, like, that's what he's trying to do and this, his character is trying to do, 
but I think BJ Novak is trying to be satirical about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Walter. I can't disagree um, mostly with that. I do think it was, it, I think it was an intentional mixing of genres between, mm-hmm. like you said, kind of a murder mystery as well as a drama, as well as like I don't know if this is considered to be a an official genre or anything, but what I consider to be a, like a slice of life. And so, like, just yes. showing, just showing what it is like for this family who lives in very much flyover Texas, mm-hmm. uh, and it, I, <laughs> I have this weird belief that, like, I I grew up, we all grew up in the South, right? And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't consider Texas to be a part of like the Deep South. It's because it's right. it's almost its own thing. You know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. So like. It, but knowing, having been, a, having been to Texas several times and, and know people who are from Texas, BJ Novak, I believe, did a good job of satirically showing, like, flyover Texas. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of the stuff that we saw in there is like, okay, well, that's really over the top. Like, like, a family naming all their kids after cities. Like, one of the daughter's mm-hmm. names is literally Kansas City. Like, that's obviously over the top. But then their obsession with Whataburger. Well, that's very real. Anybody very from real. Texas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But also, yeah. it's not over the top because Ron Howard, all of his kids, their middle names are named after cities. But see, that's middle names. You, you can that's do fair. that. And it's like, maybe, you know, that's a little more realistic. But, like, you're never going to meet anybody in real life whose actual name is Kansas City. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe 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 I'm i feel wrong. like in a in a small podunk town like that mm-hmm. probably yeah. why well I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole but i do cons- I, like i i get here's the thing people from texas say that they're not they some may say they're not this southern they say we're texan but really they're southern <laughs> you know what i mean like they it's, love it's their, its own they type love of their southern. state I don't think it is like at its core. Okay. Yeah, I think the main difference between people who live in Texas and love Texas and Southerners are are the fact that people who live in Texas love Texas more than people Southerners who live in other states. Right. I really think that's I from my perspective, that's like the only difference. Okay. I could be wrong. Sure, I think that's fair. I di- I think I disagree with you, but I don't think you're wrong necessarily. Just a yeah, whatever. Um, thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and thank you. So I do. So Morgan, we watched this movie together. She brought up this point because she's very because um, she grew up in Mississippi. I grew up in Alabama, which are two states that often get dunked on a lot by the rest of the country. That's crazy because right? that's like uh, that's a pretty good like spread between. All of right. us, I guess, on this mm-hmm. podcast, right? Yeah. We are, yeah, in this podcast, we represent several different states across the the South, and so, and Morgan, very rightfully so, gets very defensive of the South, especially when a movie or TV show uh, makes fun of you know, the stereotypical Southerners mm-hmm. or redneck culture or whatever. And so, there were parts of this movie where she was like, "I, I'm, I'm irritated by this. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Like that? Bj Novak is is." he's saying that this is what the whole South is or whatever. And, and well, I think that that is a fair criticism. I also believe that he was, that was not his intention, right? He was trying to show that like the, like what, and maybe an exaggerated version of Texan or Southern culture is, but the large amount of heart that like that Southerners also have at the same time. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, they're focused on like their, they're you know focused on family 
and you know relationships and right the right. fact that he got drawn down there because everyone was like yeah you y'all were like really serious and he's like, yeah like we the, really the, were the, the idea of somebody like dating multiple girls all at the same time is like like that's not what you did that's not what we do like you you're dating one person and then you get married to that one person and then like right yeah yeah so that's yeah that's a good point um that leads me to my first question for you guys what, i mean was it and i kind of alluded to this a little bit was it jarring for you guys at all that like the movie opened with John, I mean, like, I, I thought the the scene itself is funny with John, it, them opening with John Mayer mm-hmm. and relationships, and it sets the stage for how he ends up in Texas looking for Abby, mm-hmm. and and like it sets the stage. But was it kind of like, wait, we went from like that scene with John Mayer at the beginning to Texas, and was it like incongruous at all for either of y'all? I think we needed the contrast. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, well, because... Go ahead, Walter. Nope, no, nope, nope. You got to leave you. I was going to say, it shows how how different of a lifestyle that this guy has, like the character of Ben has, right? And also it shows me that I hate John Mayer so much, which I knew... <laughs> I, I've always Do you actually hate him? him? I, I've never liked John Mayer. It was, it's, it's... I've always hated his music. I don't, yeah, I, all of his songs sound the same to me. I don't, mm. like, I think some of his songs are fine. I like some of his songs, but I've never liked his music. I think he's a douchebag. I've always thought that. Um, and that has nothing to do with the fact that, that I am a Taylor Swift fan. It has nothing to do with that. It's truly, those are yeah. separate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sure about that? Okay. You sure about that? You sure I mean, about that's not why? I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, so. Oh. Yes. Wait. Ugh. How? Why? Okay. <laughs> We're talking about vengeance. Um. No, no, no I, well, I'm uh, sorry to get you off that. Um. I, I like no. going, I like going down little fun fun little tangents because john mayer's like this movie opens and you're like that is john mayer <laughs> yeah. and he's playing john mayer and like, he's playing john mayer. character yeah yeah no yeah so i think like knowing that the character of ben that's the lifestyle he has the and once and those are the kind of people he hangs out with shows just how like the deep contrast in the ways in which he lives versus the way in which abilene's family is and just kind of the yeah. overall um lifestyle that her family has right and, and i think had we not had that it wouldn't have been quite as like gross or weird or odd that he was doing all of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it set up his character and his background which is not it's important to the story but we didn't need to see any more or less than that i believe so yeah, I, I I I everything you said, Olivia, is basically what I was gonna say. So I agree. Gotcha. the the, the only reason The only reason I ask is because like, um, you know this this movie ultimately is about him, be, like understand it, and it's I I love I love the thing that I really love about the movie is that his editor Issa Rae, who's like really good. She's really, mm-hmm. really good in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, is is hypocritical because she's like, you. She basically says something to the effect of like, 
you just want to sound smart, but you don't like want to actually like connect with your audience and like say something Mm -hmm. legitimate. Um, and then whenever he's on the phone with her saying like, I can make a podcast about this. Um, she's, she gets on board. She's like, Oh my gosh, dead white girl. Are you kidding me? Let's do it. Like Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll blow up. And so it's like this balance of like, we, which I'm sure is difficult in journalism of like, how do we tell this story, but not be exploitive right mm-hmm. and be and and that's re- that's really really interesting like you can make a really good and there there are a lot of like really great dramas i'm sure about that like i, I where it, well n- not really in the age of podcasting they kind of hint at it with like serial and all that um but he changes he realizes like people have this like heart down here and you know he he basically at the end is corrupted because he like kills Quentin spoilers mm-hmm. um and then he ends up the like it, the last shot is him on the train i think in new york going back to his apartment mm-hmm. and he'd like deleted the whole podcast mm-hmm. and it's very bleak and dark and i thought strange the ending was weird yes okay I'm 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 just again I'm trying to be better about this because I I don't want to be like it's bad or like you know whatever yeah, yeah I just yeah. I was just very like what like I I don't know I don't know yeah what I, go ahead Olivia sorry Walter I keep doing no, no, this no no, no no I I'm just curious like what would you have preferred That's like what question, what would have been a a better the rest, way of ending here's that. the thing the thing the thing that bothers me about the ending being that bleak is the rest of the movie is not that bleak. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of hope. Like the family has a lot of hope. And even when there's the big reveal of like, Oh, actually Abilene was also on drugs. Like she was using really bad mm-hmm. and they have that whole like fight in the Waterberg Waterburger parking lot, which mm-hmm. what a spot to have a fight. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure many a fight has happened in Whataburger parking lots. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's it's a tried and true Texan way. Yeah. There's no way it's yeah. not right. But even then, they still like had hope. And even though everyone was mad at him, they there was a lot. I, I agree that it was a bleak way of ending it because it's just like all of that was for naught. It kind of felt mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I what, yeah. What would have been a better way? Yeah, Isaac. What? What? How would you have written that? I, no, no, that's not what our po- our podcast is to talk about. This movie, like y'all have y'all have posited that question to me a couple times, and it kind of backs me in a corner. And I think that's unfair because, like, we're not writers or producers or directors. Like, we're talking about like, and and again, I'm getting I'm giving credit to this movie. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that takes big swings, and I'm like respecting the fact that he was swinging big. I'm just, I'm like, I'm, and, and if you guys don't feel that way, then that's totally fine. We can, I'm just pointing out like at the beginning of the movie, it's almost like y- you are in Ben's shoes in terms of like, I hooked up with her once and that was it, but it's, it's very much played off as a joke. And then it, it just totally gets very dark with him killing Quentin, like that last scene, which mm-hmm. I think is very good. It's mm-hmm. just like it feels like it's in a different movie. That's, that's like my only, that's, that's my main critique out of like this whole Mm -hmm. rant, I guess. So anyway, 
what if I want you to feel backed into a corner? <laughs> that wouldn't surprise then? me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I do feel like I've never written a movie, but I do understand that's probably the hardest part of every movie to write. You know what I mean? Like, because you can have like the best story. And, and your audience will love it the entire runtime until the last like five minutes if you like mess up the ending bad enough and they're better like, well that sure. movie was terrible because just because the ending wasn't what I wanted it to be and so mm-hmm. yes I do well I do agree with that and knowing you know keeping in mind what I just said like I didn't want to I didn't want to like rate the movie really low just because like I didn't love the ending and so but I, I can't disagree with what you said about how like it does feel like a different, a little bit of a different sure. movie. And again, I'm not trying to like convince you, like, you know, no, like you're know, wrong yeah. for your eight and a half or your seven or your eight um, ratings. Like that's not, mm-hmm. that's not my intention at all. No, no, I know. I know. Um, um, what did you, what did y'all think about like the family? That They, they were the, the highlight of the movie. Like they mm-hmm. were the, which of course, like, I think that was the point. I think. El Stupido. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like ben, ben is doing this whole podcast about this family, and and of course that means that makes the movie about the family as well. And I just, I loved like getting to know them, and like in a, like I really did feel like I was getting to know them on a personal mm-hmm. level throughout the movie, which is I, again I think the point of it, and which was and so I I really really enjoyed that. Yeah, and they were all like unique characters, but they fit mm-hmm. together really well. Like mm-hmm. it felt like a a family you would know. Right, oh, like yeah. a family from your your hometown, your small hometown, right? Oh yeah, and yeah, I felt like they all brought something different, and it was just yeah, they were great. I think that they were probably my favorite part. Although I do really like Ashton Kutcher's character because it's Ashton Kutcher and he's just mm-hmm. so charming. But we'll talk about him later. Isaac, what were your thoughts on the family? I thought they were good. Um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to find like the cast. Or, or the the name of the mom, but she plays Jerry on Succession. She's yeah, so Jay good. Yeah, Jason Cameron. Yeah, she's so funny. She's yeah. so good. It was really because at first I didn't realize that was her. I didn't realize Jay Smith Cameron was in this movie because her character in Succession is so different, right? Yeah, like it is is all business, super dry, and has that weird relationship with uh Kieran Culkin's character. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just a very, very different character. Whereas in this, she feels like, she feels like that, that mom next door who always takes people in and, and is all about hospitality and it just very, very different. And she, I mean, she was great in this. I didn't realize also that was Dove Cameron playing Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that was her until halfway through the movie. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yep. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. 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 Great. I, I love when that happens in add, this podcast. Is where when we just like, have this. Somebody finishes a thought and then like none of us. <laughs> no um, one has anything. I love it. One of my favorite scenes, which I think I thought was legitimately funny and I was like dying laughing, was when they're in the, he's in the truck with him and he's like, I think that she was murdered. And uh, he's like, like like ba- the back and forth between him and Boyd Holbrook was so sorry I'm like trying to not like burst into a fit of coughing so funny because he's like hey as a personal 
boundary, like, I don't kill people. You may, like, <laughs> yeah. and he's, like, doing that BJ Novak thing where he's, like, very tenuously, like, mm-hmm. walking that back. But then, uh-huh. uh, but then also, he says something about, I wrote it down. I took notes during this movie. You'd be proud of me. Um, he says something about uh, Schindler's List, about, like, Liam Neeson. He's like, you remind me of... Like, do y'all remember that? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, what does he say? I can't remember what the line so is. so funny. This is great. This is so great. We should do a different podcast where the whole time it's like, what was the line? Do you guys remember that one line? Remember about that Liam From that about... one show? Yeah, yeah. And, we, and we just keep talking across each other like this, like in this like in this almost weird... whisper tone. Yeah. Like, what do you... Yeah, a couple octaves higher. Yeah, it, it was yeah. getting higher. I we just, talk about it. You know, I can't remember what the. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll say how long can I do that until Isaac gets mad at me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I do the the whole movie. The the dynamic between Ben and Ty, who who uh, mm-hmm. Wood Holbrook played Ty. Uh, Every scene they were in together was just great. They had they had a really good, uh, like you could believe that they had been like they'd known each other for a long time. Like even though obviously we know that he just met him when he flew down to Texas for the first time, but uh, yeah, they were great. I love the chemistry and, he, and the chemistry between the whole all the family members between each other was great. Um, I thought uh, Issa Rae had great chemistry with Vijay Novak as well. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think there was any. There's no actor that really stood out that was like ah, you know, they didn't really fit. Like I don't really. I didn't feel that, you know, except yeah. this is on a different level. And Morgan pointed this out after he watched the movie. And after she said it, I was like, yeah, you're like, that's 100% correct. 100%. Um, 100%. That's a quote from the movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But BJ Novak, and I know that he wrote, produced, directed this whole thing. He's too old to play that role. Like, we, we he were. He is a little old. I, I agree. Somewhat. I'm not saying he's old. But he is too old to be like playing that particular role. Somebody who is playing like this kind of playboy, like hungry journalist in New York who hooks up with a lot of girls needs to be like maximum looking about 30, 31 years old. And I think BJ Novak is like in his late 40s at this point. Uh, he, he's not that old. He I think he's in his late 30s. I think he's um, in his late I, 30s. To your point, he, he looks a little bit older, I think, than he is. He's forty. He's forty. But also, his okay. performance right. <coughs> was very. I don't know. He he could have he could have like turned up the gas a little bit, mm-hmm. and like he could have been a lot snarkier and a lot more like. <coughs> sorry, <laughs> that's okay. I, if he my, if he had been more is, more New York is what you mean. Yeah, or if yeah, I think he could have done it, but he wasn't as. <coughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, he wasn't as like acidic as he should have been. That's that's my yeah. whole point. Like, I think yeah, he could yeah. have done it, or like, maybe someone else should have done it. Like Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would have hated Jake Gyllenhaal all, in this role. All of Taylor Swift's exes into uh, a movie. yeah 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 yeah. Harry Styles. Okay, real, been in this real role. quick about <laughs> real quick about the exes. She did not date Dylan O'Brien, right? They're like just no. buds, right? No, they're I don't just think buds. So. Okay, yeah. okay. No, okay, okay, he okay. he was in her music, video, music video for All Too Well. The that's, 10 minute that's what I was. All Too Well music video. Me and Gabe and Will watched the All Too Well music video when it came out. 
Yeah, Morgan made me watch it. That's really cute. I did not have a great time. I I loved it. Sadie Sink. I thought it was good. She's great. Um, No, Sadie Sink is great. Yeah. Um. No. No. I I agree with your point to that, Walter. Um. I did think like he he was playing. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Um. He was. (laughs) This is like. I'm so sorry, everyone. He was playing it like. I don't know, like a little, like an older Ryan from The Office. Yeah. Instead of, like, there's someone, there's someone, some like New Yorker, yuppie, annoying. Like, here's here's who would have been really good in this role, and it's partially because you brought him to mind, Olivia. Mm-hmm. But Kieran Culkin would have, I think, would have been. Oh yeah. I think Kieran Culkin would have elevated this movie to like great. Yeah. Although I think they're they're probably about the same age. I think Kieran Culkin. But he is a just brings younger. that. He brings a little it. bit different I agree with energy. You. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. You know who also would have been good? Dylan O'Brien. <laughs> Dylan O'Brien yeah. actually would have been really I good. Think I, no, I like. I know we were just talking about him, but like, I he's more jockey. But yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Kieran Culkin is forty. He's only three years younger than B.J. Novak. There you go. What about Macaulay Culkin? Could if he could he have played this role? Too old. I, he could have no. played one of the uh, one of the drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, he could have, or yeah. he also could have played one of the the the, the sheriffs. Yep, like the yeah. the basically yeah, useless yeah, cop. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he could have done that, and it would have been really funny, actually. Yeah, would yep. be good. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep making points from my uh from my notes. Do it if y'all are okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Loved whenever they were at the bar, or no, they were at the um. What what is it called? The dance hall. Um. Huh? What they were at the bar and they're they were doing line dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. the honky Boyd Hol- Boyd, yeah, honky talk. Uh and he's like, Boyd Holbrook's like, You wanna go talk to them? Do you don't have a gun? And he's like, No, do you have a gun? And he's like, Yeah, you never leave the house without him. Phone, keys, wallet, gun. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I thought that was really, really funny. Yeah. Um, I loved so funny when he's arguing with Paris about Chekhov's gun. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. like like she understands that like level of literature and like what it means for cinema oh it was so funny i was yeah Yeah. it was it was was a great moment of like him assuming that like these dumb southerners don't know anything about like refined you know like culture or whatever and then she like she hits him back with it and like yeah great great moment yeah so funny yeah yeah, and then he follows it up with, "Well, actually, I've never actually read anything from him. Yeah, I just know this admit. thing." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is yeah. awesome because you. I mean, there are those people who definitely think they are so much smarter because they're not from the South, and really, it's right. like you're just as dumb up north and as we yeah. are in the South. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. you're not better. Everybody's dumb. That's what you need to know. Everyone is dumb. Everyone. Every single person. That was another thing that I like. Again, writing's very good in this movie. Um the Ashton Kutcher says he's like creativity down here just gets um what I can't read my handwriting man that's embarrassing um I've had that happen a couple times recently and and you really need to work on it but creativity gets like funneled into conspiracy theories instead of Mm -hmm. like actually finding answers I want to roast Isaac a little bit Isaac does not have good handwriting (laughs) it is not great when's the last time you saw my handwriting I think when you mailed me something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, could you send that back? Yeah, I'll just bring <laughs> it back to you whenever I, I come. 
in yeah. December. I was thinking about it's a it was the Hawkeye. It was, yeah. 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 No, cool. when I when I moved, I was like, huh, I should probably send this back to him. Nah, no, yeah, no, no rush. I did think about it the other day. So, great comic. Great comic. It Walter, great. you should read it. You should just give it to Walter. I'll just send it to Walter. I did ask for Walter and your address the other day. Yeah, so. I don't know what that was for. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Anthrax. You yeah, no, that's right. Oh, no. We did, we did decide yeah. on that. <laughs> Isaac yeah. goes, oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, I oh, asked no. what their address was, their addresses were, and Walter like goes, are you sending us anthrax? It was last like, week. Like, no, no pause. No context. Like, it was right afterwards. <laughs> right after Olivia asked. Anthrax? Goes, <laughs> are you sending us anthrax? And I said, I would love that. you spoiled the surprise. <laughs> Another hilarious moment in this movie. So, so funny dying laughing is when he's trying to shazam (laughs) 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 big starry text and he gets called out for it that's really funny oh my gosh that's like one of my favorite moments in any movie from this year (laughs) have you guys ever been called out for shazamming something no okay i'm is is like the world population divided into like those who use Shazam and those who have never Probably. ever thought that Shazam is useful. It you might don't think be because I've, I've never thought Shazam is useful. Oh, Thank man, you, Walter. I think it's, useful and, all the time. it's not like coming at you, Olivia. It's just it's like fine. I've never been. I've never. Well, and I, I'm pretty like aware of my surroundings. So when I go into a gas station or it, like concerts don't count because you're there seeing a band, like to see. Mm hmm. It's to hear live music. And so if you're like, oh, I'll just like find this song that I really like from this band because it's on Spotify somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I've never been in a gas station or at a baseball game or like other places where music's playing, like in the grocery store and heard a song and been like, this song. I like, like, like stops me in my tracks and makes me like pull, pull up my phone. (laughs) And and it's just, and and I'm, 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 I'm not roasting people who use Shazam. It's just so not like, here's the deal. I don't use Shazam because I'm like, this song is the greatest song I've ever heard. It's, what is the name of this song? Oh, Why like, do I like know you, this song? Like you're it, you know it part of it. It will bother me yeah. if I cannot recall the name of the song. Yeah. And so I use it. Sometimes if I'm like in a car with friends or whatever and there's a, someone's playing music, I'm like, oh, this is a good song. And this was like pre the days where everyone's car showed you the name mm-hmm. of the song and the, the band or the artist. <laughs> And so, um, so I would sometimes Shazam like quietly in the back seat where no one could see it because I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to be like, I don't want to be like, Hey, this is a cool song. Who sings it? And everyone's like, you don't know Arcade Fire. Don't get me started with, I, that is one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone like, and, and I, Isaac has done this to me several times (laughs) in movies, but he'll be like, he'll be like, he'll mention something like, um. I did it earlier in this podcast because I've learned not like with if ever, Isaac ever mentions a movie, I'm not I should not be like, you know, I haven't seen that because Isaac's going to do the the classic like uh, the soy face like, <gasps> you haven't <laughs> seen Apocalypse Now? And, the, and then like, what? I haven't seen Apocalypse Now. I know I talked about it earlier. Yeah, how, you like, said it earlier episode, and I, I did the classic. I'm just going to chuckle at it and act like I know what you're talking about. But I don't want to act. I don't, I don't want to admit that I haven't seen it or know anything about it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. I no. I there are so many gaps in my yeah. No, There's so many okay. gaps in my resume. Um, so yeah, we yeah, Olivia, you and I have talked about before. Like, 
we don't really we're not really qualified to have a film podcast because we there's no like, i'm not qualified you know ha, like <laughs> have you seen citizen kane no okay no, so i, I mean i yeah. i have but then also you've seen classics that i haven't so yeah. it's like and then walter you've seen like there was something we were talking about the other day where it's like see i haven't seen that like and mm-hmm. we're all on here together so it's perfect yeah yeah <laughs> So I, I don't know dude there's so many movies man and life is i i, I got stuff to do you know what i mean i can't <laughs> i can't watch i can't watch all these movies all the time you know yeah yeah so anyway um whatever. was was the shazam scene the funniest scene in the movie or was there like another part where y'all laughed i uh, pretty hard i liked man. um when he it was i think it was in the same scene it was at the rodeo mm-hmm. and, or i guess it was yeah before that and they brought him out onto the not field, but whatever the I don't guess I don't know anything about rodeos, which is really embarrassing for me. But uh, they brought the, him out he, there. He's in the he's in the the ring. You yeah, don't know yeah, anything about rodeos. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not. This Texas. is Walter at his show last night. He's like, <laughs> all right. Hope you guys are having fun. <laughs> I got these Allbirds on sale. That literally was for context. I'm in a metal band and we played a show last night and Isaac came and I did, it was. Like we played like the the first song we play like, is like a, just a guitar riff like before vocals come in, and so in that part I was like I yelled I want to see some silly geese out there and then I just and then I just went rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so in the rodeo though where the he's having that back and forth with the announcer which is the physical distance between B J Novak and the announcer like in the box was really funny to me <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah, having yeah, this conversation and they're getting mad like the announcer's getting mad at B J Novak and I think called him an asshole in front of everybody yeah. like that was really funny so I I that whole that whole sequence the I thought whole, was he's great. explaining yeah. like what a writer does yeah <laughs> like, yeah he goes he goes you stupid asshole I know what a writer is <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that um, was yeah. really funny yeah no it was I really funny. It. It was a great fish out of water, like fish out of water moment, which of course the whole movie is kind of fish out of water. BJ Novak in in Texas, but like that was a really good, like it brought it really up to the surface. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like a, a very like surface level. Th- he's really not in his element right here, and ev- right. everybody knows it. So well, also in that same scene, the whole scene where they're like, "All right, who's a fan of the University of Texas?" and he's the only one that, he that gets up and mind. cheers. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Yeah." Woo. And then everyone is like looking at him and goes, and the guy goes, all right, who's a fan of the Texas, Texas Tech, Tech Raiders, Red Raiders or whatever. And everyone loses their minds. And he goes, oh, which show like, again, I think that's perfect because it highlights the seriousness of college football in, in the South. In, the South. in, in yep. that, and that is an example of one part of the movie where it like. That was not an exaggeration of Southern culture. No. That uh-uh. is legitimately how it is. I grew up in Alabama where it's you are either a fan of Alabama or Auburn, right? And it's like, even if you don't really care, you have to pick one because you're right. going to get forced to pick one. Right. It, it was very, when I moved to Arkansas, it was really weird because like Arkansas doesn't have an in-state rival. Right. And so like if you live in Arkansas, like, hey, you're a Razorback fan. That's it. You know? No question. Yeah. But like a place like Texas, like which is so big and has like multiple schools, like you have allegiances and they yeah. are very serious. And they yeah. are, yeah. It it divides families. It can ruin relationships, Divide marriages. Yeah, yeah, all that. I mean, that's yep. how. Yeah, that's how I I had that same experience when I moved to Arkansas because mm-hmm. in Oklahoma you have OU and OSU and you pick. Yeah. There's yeah. a side. Yeah. And, and whichever one you pick, the other person, the other team is going to think you are wrong and. 
you're an idiot no matter mm-hmm. what no matter mm-hmm. what no matter yeah and you can't do anything to like get past that yeah right right uh yeah. come come bedlam in oklahoma it there are no friends across <laughs> that line yeah, yeah. right like everybody that stays on their me. side right yeah, yeah and so moving to th- arkansas it was just like you guys you guys don't have there's arkansas state university you guys don't ever play them what <laughs> and everybody was I don't like understand. Who they cares do know about them yeah do they really yeah when? wait no uca plays asu yeah oh okay yeah. There was a had a really weird moment back in September. Just care about sports so much. Yeah, I'm a huge huge. Let sports me set guy the record here. straight. <laughs> I I think I like sports more than both of you. Oh oh, you 100%. do. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. Look, uh, I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> so this was back in September. Yeah, Morgan and I are like not sports. We both graduated from Ole Miss, like big SEC school, uh, mm-hmm. like big football, whatever. Neither of us care about the sports, and so several weeks ago i was like we had a rare saturday where neither of us had anything to do we were just both at home and so we we're like just scroll you know scroll on youtube tv to figure out something to watch and i was like hey uca is playing old miss today and I, like, I had this really <laughs> weird like i felt like i was in a fever dream for a second because i'm like wait i don't know that uca would play like an sec school let alone mm-hmm. the school like that i so it's really weird like i live in conway right which is where uca is and then but i lived in oxford where Ole miss is for seven years before that and so we sat down and watched a football the whole football game which is really weird for us <laughs> that um, that yeah no that's yeah. weird here's not to one-up you i want to just no, highlight no, how weird something was for me so ou i'm an ou fan that i uh-huh. was just that's just the family i was born into yeah uh OU's volleyball team played UCA's volleyball team in my high school's brand new auditorium. Nope, that's definitely is, weirder than mine. Well, yeah, that's which bizarre. Which like, is in Fort Smith, Arkansas. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Like, what? And that's the only so reason weird. I knew anything about it was because I have like people I graduated high school with are now coaching volleyball and basketball at our high mm-hmm. school. And so it's just, they posted about it. I was like, what? What? What is Strange. happening? Strange. Yeah. It was weird. That's very weird. Huh. So. Arkansas is small, man. It, it really is. It's very small. Yeah. So, anyway. Enough talk about sports. Let's vengeance. dive right in. Love sports. <laughs> Let's dive right <laughs> into this movie. <laughs> um, how, well, no, no, no. Legit sports uh, call, comment. How'd y'all react when you found out that the guy, the, guy, <laughs> the reason his car got blew up was because... <laughs> <laughs> of the college sports <laughs> rivalry. <laughs> Here's the deal. That was great because in the the first trailer that I saw for it, you know, like the whole the first half of the trailer is the whole idea of like BJ Novak's going down to kind of almost like not make fun of this family, but like he doesn't think this is a real like there's not a real mm-hmm. conspiracy. Like this girl just died, whatever. And then the trailer flips, like the, even the music changes and everything when his car blows up. Mm-hmm. And then it's like gets like more intense or whatever. So like, yeah, yeah, the whole movie. I'm waiting for his car to blow up and be like, this is when it's gonna like flip. And then you find out, yeah, it's literally just because of the football rivalry. <laughs> I thought that was great. Really funny. Yeah. Which yeah. I again, I think it highlights the seriousness in yeah. which people do because that's insane to do that to someone else's car simply because they like mm-hmm. a different team than you is mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. However, comma people are insane when it comes to this kind yeah. of thing. There was that guy who called into the fall, the Paul Feinbaum show years ago, the Alabama fan, 
mm-hmm. uh, to admit that he had poisoned all the trees at Tumor's Corner in Auburn, like all the trees that, that the <laughs> Auburn fans roll after they win a game. And Paul Feynman was like, huh? And then, like, they had to call the cops to investigate. Sure enough, that man had killed all of those trees, like, had, like, destroyed, like, this like thing that was very important to Auburn culture. Yeah. Not just sports. It was, like, it's, like, just the university's culture was part, like, these right. huge, very old trees that everybody loved. <laughs> because, just because he was an <laughs> Alabama fan, poisoned all of these trees. That's crazy. Yeah, so the fact that somebody would blow up a car for it, it, it yeah, I, in I, the I middle could, of nowhere, Texas. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Olivia. Who are the worst college football fans? Texas fans. Texas uh, fans. Oh, left field. Okay, I didn't expect that one. UT I, Texas. Yeah. Here's the deal. I am an okay. OU fan. I I also think that OU fans can be the worst. I mm-hmm. will be the first to admit that. Okay. Um, but as an OU fan, it is. I will blame Texas for everything. <laughs> so okay, I okay. Hate, I well, hate Texas. as as an unbiased person, because I like I I do I like playing sports and I don't like watching sports, um, except for March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really just I have never I've just never felt that loyalty to like an organization mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. like putting a putting a ball in the end zone a ball through like love it played it but yeah whatever <laughs> to me no being very familiar but not biased <laughs> uh-huh alabama fans seem to be the worst and this I, man speaks the truth i i don't That's disagree right with there. that but i also like i mean in terms of I, I don't know. I'm I'm just I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah. No, in terms you of are, people who are trees. I don't correct. disagree with that. I think Alabama fans are the worst. I think LSU fans LSU, are yeah, pretty bad. LSU yeah. I would put in the top because, three too. Yeah. yeah, I would put those three up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um What are some also, like I'm genuinely curious, what are some of like the worst things that like UT fans have done? I don't mean. Yeah, I don't they, I'm, t- ever, I'm talking like in terms of ever, the fan like, base, like, like tree poisoning level, like tree poisoning, like verbally or like physically assaulting other fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, oh, that's the kind of like level of like. I'm, yeah, this I'm fan sure base those is things have happened. Like I'm sure those yeah. things have happened. I have interacted with some Texas fans who are just really rude and arrogant and just awful. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. I like I just don't want to be around them. And on the flip side of that, I have also encountered OU fans who are very much like that. So mm. I don't there's this but there's a huge rivalry between OU and Texas. Okay. And yeah. so like like they have to play at a a <laughs> neutral location for football every year. Like they don't mm-hmm. play in Norman or it's in Austin. Too, like it's too dangerous to go to one of the like, Pro- to bring yeah fans yeah to the like other it's place. just it's a tradition yeah. to go to the Cotton Bowl in Dallas Texas yeah and that's that's what they've they've done for years and mm-hmm. so so yeah there's a big rivalry there and mm. I have yeah I've had really poor interactions with Texas fans mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah but nice. Yeah, I, vengeance. I'm, I'm, I'm backing up Isaac real quick. Just having grown up in the state of Alabama and yeah. not been an Alabama fan, they were they were awful before the Saban era. Imagine how they became during the Saban era, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like, hey, 
But what's nice is we're seeing them implode in real time. I know. Isn't that great? It's so great. I'm not a sports fan, but it still feels really good. Yeah. But going back to how awful LSU fans are, last night, LSU beat Alabama in football Mm -hmm. in overtime. It was a great game. Mm -hmm. Great game. Alabama is ranked sixth, or was. I don't know what they're ranked right now. They're ranked sixth last (laughs) night going into the game. LSU is ranked 10th. Mm-hmm. LSU fans stormed the field as if they won and had beat like and it was just like guys act like you've been here before hey my sophomore year in college Ole Miss beat Alabama by a field goal at the very end and they they tore those field goals down which like, like it, that yeah. makes sense it makes sense for Ole Miss to do that it does not yeah. make sense for okay. L- LSU okay. just won whoa <laughs> no, whoa hey no I know okay. whoa you're you're you are correct <laughs> whoa LSU just won the championship like two yeah, years yeah. ago yeah <laughs> Relax. No, you're you are correct. This is a sports podcast now, by the way. Yeah. Listen. I don't know if y'all knew that. Let's dive yeah. right into sports. Let's dive right in. <laughs> Hard pivot. Um have y'all seen have y'all seen the SNL sketch with Chance the Rapper covering hockey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's such a good one. <laughs> that's He's that's like, what I would be like. It's they, cold. It's cold. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. My ass is cold. Yeah, he's like, I think I see. Yeah, yeah, I saw something crazy out here. Uh, if you see, if you zoom in real close right here, you can see that there is a black hockey fan in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, so he's so funny. I'm, he is I, funny. I love his presence. He's so funny. Well, what else do we want to talk about? Vengeance. Um, I think we, we didn't talk it, about. We, we didn't talk too much of, about. Quentin, real quick. Do we want to talk yeah. about Ashton Kutcher real quick? We, we mentioned him a couple right times. At the end. He's a oh, very yeah. enig- enigmatic. All of his lines are great. Him. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think most of like the thematic <laughs> messages of this movie came from Ashton Kutcher. Yes, right? I think, I th- and I think BJ Novak did that on purpose because, like, yeah. just the type of character that Quentin was, like, perfect vehicle for a lot of like the more. I guess the deeper points that the movie was trying to make, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 But he was he's so good. He's I really good. I always forget that Ashton Kutcher is like actually a good actor. Yeah. Because in my yeah. mind I, he plays he's, you know he's Kelso. Kelso. Yeah, show. he yeah. plays Kelso in that 70s show. He had punked that TV yeah. show. Yeah. Which, Dude where's my car? Yeah. Yeah. He that? yeah, he was in Dude where's yeah. my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer the Gardner Ranch. was also in that too. Who? Jennifer Gardner. Oh. From 13 Going on 30? Well, don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you, no, you guys, he, he's, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Did you what guys th- think that... Um, how did y'all react whenever... Like, did you expect the family to know that she had a drug problem and that she was like, yeah, like, we know she OD'd? I didn't expect it, but I wasn't surprised, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. I... Yeah, I think I kind of had a similar sentiment as Walter. It was like, it, I wasn't expecting that because they just seemed so adamant about it that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they, they wouldn't know that. But then when they're like, we knew, we just knew you wouldn't help us if you if you also knew. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that like highlights their desperation to to figure out what actually happened mm-hmm. to to their, you know, their sister and their daughter and their granddaughter. Yeah. And and. I think that even with that, that highlights addiction and how it impacts the family and how often family members 
are either in denial of the severity of it or they're when it if if and when it does take that person's life that loved one's life like they they also want to be in denial of Mm -hmm. of it was it was not the drug it was something else something else happened and so so i i think that that was a a subtlety and something that you probably wouldn't think about if i mean i i think i only thought about it because i i don't often work with substance use but i know enough about it Mm -hmm. and so so it probably wasn't the main point but i think it was something you could definitely see no yeah i think it was probably i mean there's definitely a a commentary on uh drug use in the south which a lot of people don't really talk about like a lot of people talk about drug use in like the big cities you know like chicago and uh, la whatever but um flyover areas of the south like Mm -hmm. riddled with drugs Uh, oh yeah and and it's yeah a lot of people don't talk about it and and a lot of people don't um because of course there's a huge stigma not that there's this is i know this is a delicate topic not that there shouldn't be a stigma around at least because we all know that like drug abuse is 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 a bad thing but it also is a disease and it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be punished as if it's a crime necessarily Mm -hmm. um and so there is a if you have a family member or loved one or whatever who has fallen into drug abuse or substance abuse of any kind, I think there are a lot of, like, there was a lot of shame that family members sure. deal with. Yeah. And they're like, and they don't want to admit, they don't want anybody to know that, right. like, their daughter, their sister, whoever has fallen into that. And so that's why there's this denial of, like, there's a through line throughout the whole movie, which makes you suspicious of, like, oh, I think she might actually be doing drugs. Like, every character has said the same thing. Like, she, something, it, some kind of epithet, like, uh, she would she would never hurt a fly. Or she, she would never, never took, touch the stuff. Never take never never take so much as a Tylenol. I yeah, think was, was the, yeah, something yeah, yeah. That line was, and uh, and so there's like this. Whenever anybody brings up any uh, the idea of this character abusing a substance, like everybody put throws their hands up real quick and like, whoa, whoa, hold on, no, like that's not it. So there is a huge stigma around it, and mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, I definitely think a message of the movie is to be like, hey, like you should have these conversations with your loved ones, and, right. And um, there shouldn't be shame, there, but and you should be willing and be open about it and help somebody who's dealing with that, you know. So I, that, that's what I took from it. Maybe that wasn't, maybe that wasn't the message. I don't know. That's what I, that's what I got. Yeah. Well, and I think you're right, Walter. Like, there's really in the United States as a whole, but especially in the South, there's a really bad bad um, substance use problem, right? And mm-hmm. and depending on what tax bracket you're in depends on what the substance is right so like you know opioids punishments are right exactly yeah yeah Yeah. opioids are are real bad right now Mm -hmm. for for lots of people but also Mm -hmm. so is so is meth Mm -hmm. right like uh and depending on where you fall might be where what the substance is and Mm -hmm. we don't we don't know how to talk about it because it makes us uncomfortable and we don't talk about things that make us uncomfortable yeah so yeah, so it just feels like, I don't know, we, we don't know how to talk about it, which is mm-hmm. really unfortunate because what that means at the end of the day is people who are struggling with it or have family members struggling with it don't know how to actually address it and get the help that they need. Get the help that they need, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah. yeah, that's, I think the saddest part of the whole thing is this this girl, this young girl or young woman had mm-hmm. a substance issue and they just didn't acknowledge it. Yeah. You know what I think is really cool, actually, is that the movie ended weirdly very bleak, 
and we're doing the same thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's cut it right here. Right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, next time. Yeah, yeah. You are right, though, and I, I, I think it's important for movies and, and, and just media like this in general to show stories like this and be like, you know, everybody needs some kind of help, whether you're dealing with drugs or, or whatever else. Like, have conversations about it. Like, talk to your friends and family about it, and I, which I think is maybe in a weirdly bleak way, still a positive message, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. Cause we all, we all struggle. We all have issues. Mm-hmm. We all, mm-hmm. we all need help. And so mm-hmm. talking about it with people you trust and feel safe with going to see a therapist about, about it. To say your friendly neighborhood therapist. Olivia. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's, there's lots of ways. All those things are probably more accessible now than they ever have been. Yeah. It's just taking that step, which is really yep. scary. It's really hard. So mm-hmm. anyway, that do we have anything else to add to this movie before we wrap I, this up? I feel like it's a good place to end it unless I we have too. like if there's if anybody has like one just to not end it on that note. If anybody has like <laughs> one last positive thing about the movie they want to say. This is this isn't like um uh, uh, being the, my thoughts about the movie and then like kind of looking forward to the rest of BJ Novak's directing career. Um, I think that this movie has so many, so many good ideas, so many good scenes, so many good jokes. It was very funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't ultimately coalesce for me, but I'm really excited to see what he does next because this was so unconventional and like, I really appreciate it for that. Um, And like, I've thought about this movie more than, a lot of other movies that I've seen this year, mm-hmm. but I still don't, I, I mean, like, I don't think it's great, but it is one of the m- most important movies weirdly mm-hmm. for me yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, sure. And I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment. I mean that in terms of like, I wish that this movie was, uh, I wish that I enjoyed it more, but mm-hmm. I also think that he's going to get to a point where he's like, I like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a comparison, like a director that he is kind of like chasing in terms sure. of like having like a, it's interesting that the, the, in, that the United States is this way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's very much how he, you can tell he's thinking about society and, mm-hmm. and how we interact with each other and how we like, because ultimately like at the end, he's so like, I don't really know who I am or like what I want to do now mm-hmm. that I've had this like kind of paradigm shifting experience. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that it, um, that he's interrogating those themes so much. So, so yeah. really okay. looking forward to his career. So continuing. I don't, tell me, tell me what your thoughts are on this, Isaac. Do Do you feel like it's almost? I I feel like kind of in a similar way because he's had such a background with comedy, almost kind of like Adam McKay's like shift from comedy, but not while also like moving towards movies that are like like Don't Look Up and um. Vice and those kinds of movies. Do you, yeah, no. Is Adam that McKay is a great yes. Adam McKay is a great comparison, and I could see him becoming like a razor sharp, like tightly plotted, like a plus version of McKay. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I McKay like, is like fallen off for me in a lot yeah, of ways. And, I think he's fallen off yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like like for BJ Novak, this is a like a solid first direct, like great directorial debut. Like it's just really solid. I think. 
Um, is it is it the best movie in the world? No, but I think it's it's a great like first attempt. You know, it's very meaningful. Yeah, even though it's not like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I I agree. I think that he, if he continues down this path, I think he's gonna do, eat really well, and yeah. I, I I'm excited for that. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, and I believe he was the, the main writer for this as mm-hmm. well. Correct. Um, yes. So I I think and, and he wrote a lot of episodes of The Office as well, which is one of my all time favorite shows. And so like I know that his writing chops are very impressive as well. Right. I would like to see a movie that he writes and directs but does not act in. Sure. Like, I, w- yeah. I want to see what, what can happen if he focuses solely on that and see sure. you know, what comes out of that. I think that I, I think he could do a really great job with it. Not yeah. that he didn't do a good job acting in this movie, but I think if he's able to just focus on the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know. Like, I think he could end up being tonally... Well, no, I was about to make a bad a bad comparison. Like, I feel like he could make something like Burn After Reading or mm-hmm. like a politically charged yeah, mm-hmm, comedy about how people are stupid, kind of like the, Co- like, I feel like that's how the Coen brothers view, mm-hmm. like, the, all their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah anyway. No, I think that would be cool. I, I think he could do something like the Coen brothers. Yeah. So. All right. Well, this was our episode over Vengeance. Hope yeah. y'all liked it. Yeah. Up next, we're going to do Fantastic Mr. Fox. No, Black Panther. Black Panther. You're right. Sorry. We were talking Comes about Fantastic Mr. Fox. We're going to cover Black Panther, Wakanda yeah. Forever. That is our next episode. Thank you for correcting me, Isaac. So that will be coming out a week or so after we do this. Oh, Isaac's doing the Wakanda the Black Forever. Panther. Yeah, he's doing the Wakanda yeah. Forever. Yep. So. I would, yeah. I wanted to let you guys know that I've been cast as Charles brother Zach Panther. <laughs> Stop it. That was a Zach. that was a tweet. Uh, that was a tweet. Zach uh, but it was a uh, Henry Cavill cast as Zach Panther, and someone photoshopped his face into the suit. It was really funny. <laughs> That's great. And That's you great. love it. Um, so after Black Panther, we're doing Fantastic, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox. Yep. Yeah. So and then after that, is it is it Little Women? After it that, it is Little Women. And then we'll wrap up the year with 10. our top ten. Yeah, man, twenty twenty two is coming to an end so quickly, guys. I I feel like I feel like it was like last month that we did our top ten of twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's gone by really fast. So this has been the longest year of my life. It has been so difficult (laughs) and great, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. But twenty twenty one feels like it was five years ago. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Also, yeah. At the same time, weirdly, feels like it was long ago. So yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. What a time. Thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Please give us a sh- um, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out a lot. Not three, and not four. Five-star. Five. Five. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys on the flippity flip. Flippity flip.